Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. You should give them a call. Uh, the website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for today, including very special guest, Pastor Rick Stevens, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. Dr. George Markovich, orthopedic surgeon, he actually replaced my hip on June the 9th. Uh, so we'll talk to Dr. Markovich, as well as former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett, will bring us up to date on what's happening on the Paradise Coast. It is July the 7th, and on this day in 1930, construction of the Hoover Dam began. Over the next five years, a total of 21,000 men would work ceaselessly to produce what would be the largest dam of its time, as well as one of the largest man-made structures in the world. Although the dam would take only five years to build, its construction was nearly 30 years in the making. Arthur Powell Davis, an engineer from the Bureau of Reclamation, originally had his vision for the Hoover Dam back in 1902, and his engineering report on the topic became the guiding document which plans were finally made to begin the dam in 1922. Herbert Hoover, the 31st president of the United States and a committed conservationist, played a crucial role in making Davis' vision a reality. As Secretary of Commerce in 1921, Hoover devoted himself to erection of a high dam in Boulder Canyon. The dam would provide essential flood control, which would prevent damage to downstream farming communities that suffered each year with snow from the Rocky Mountains melting and joined the Colorado River. Further, the dam would also uh, allow the expansion of irrigated farming in the desert and would provide a dependable supply of water for Los Angeles and other Southern California communities. Even with Hoover's exuberant backing and the regional consensus around the need for a, a dam, congressional approval and individual state cooperation was slow in coming. For many years, water rights had been a source of contention among the western states that had claims of the Colorado River. And addressed the, to address the issue, Hoover negotiated the Colorado River Compact, which broke the river basin into two regions with the water divided between them. Hoover then had to introduce and reintroduce the bill to build the dam several times over the next few years before the House and Senate finally approved the bill in 1928. In 1929, Hoover, now president, signed the Colorado River Compact into law, claiming it was the most extensive action ever taken by a group of states under the provisions of the Constitution permitting compacts between the states. Once preparations were made, the Hoover Dam construction sprinted forward, the contractors finished their work two years ahead of the schedule and uh, millions of dollars under budget. Today, the Hoover Dam generates enough energy each year to serve over a million people. A wonder of the world. The Hoover Dam started in 1930. On this day, well, Governor Ron DeSantis named Pete Antonacci, new Office of Election Crimes and Security, an influential post heading into the new election season. Antonacci, who is serving as chief judge for the Florida Division of Administrative Hearings, earlier held a series of high-profile jobs under DeSantis' predecessor, of course, Governor Rick Scott. They included general counsel to the governor, Broward County Supervisor of Elections, Palm Beach County State Attorney, South Florida Water Management District Executive Director, and Enterprise Florida Executive Director. 
Pete Ananachi has dedicated his career to serving the state of Florida, DeSantis said in a statement about the appointment. I am confident he will lead the Office of Election Crimes and Security with integrity and ensure that Florida elections are the most secure in the nation. While DeSantis praised Florida's election performance during the 2020 presidential contest, he has never distanced himself from the discredited claims that election fraud cost former President Trump the White House. Florida Supervisors of Elections President Mark Early, the Leon County Election Supervisor, citing having worked with Antonetti during the uh, director's time at Broward County Elections Chief, he said, I trust he will serve the people of Florida with an even hand to ensure the continued fairness and sanctity of our elections process, he said. Uh, Peter understands the complexities of election law and the need for a reserved and judicious application of the power this office wields. And... Uh, Again, I think another good preemptive move on the part of the governor. Obviously, the Democrats uh, have <laughs> clearly uh, used foul play in past elections, and he wants to make sure it doesn't happen uh, in uh, Florida. And at least he's going to have enough of the standards in place and the operation in place to make sure if it happens, it is punished. So that's a good thing. Well, right-to-work states create jobs. A big part of job, uh, Joe Biden's original Build Back Better plan was to outlaw right-to-work clause in 26 states and require workers to join unions and pay union dues to big uh, labor bosses, whether they wanted to or not. It was a big wet kiss by the Bidenites to the union brass. Thankfully, the idea of forced unionism from sea to signing Shining Sioux blew up like the Hindenburg. Good thing, because new data from National Right to Work Committee found that since the COVID lockdown started in March of 2020, to the states that are right to work have created 1.1 million jobs. The states with forced union laws lost 1.2 million jobs. Makes you wonder why every state doesn't immediately adopt right to work. That's where the jobs are, for sure. Thank goodness we in Florida are a right to work state. Well, the U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been experiencing scandal after scandal in recent months. The list includes everything from Partygate and surviving a no-confidence vote to corruption allegations to the latest. This week, Johnson's team acknowledged that he knew about sexual misconduct allegations against a fellow conservative party member before appointing him to a senior position, but that he forgot about it. Dozens of ministers have resigned since Tuesday. At first, Johnson resisted calls to step down. Now he's agreed to move aside. Uh, Johnson's set to formally announce his resignation later today, but he reportedly wants to stay on until the fall, something that's not clear his party will allow. The news makes Johnson only the latest prime minister who dipped out before a scheduled election, joining companies of Theresa May and uh, Prime Minister David Cameron, among others. It's been a wild 48 hours at 10 Downing Street, When the wave of resignations first began, and now the man most known for taking the U.K. out of the E.U. will be seeing himself out. Such an interesting story. And you notice this is all about hypocrisy. It's lying about things and about uh, misdeeds where he didn't tell the truth. That seems to be a high crime in politics in Great Britain. Not so much here in the United States. We see lie after lie after lie, and they go unnoticed and unpunished, unfortunately. Republicans slammed uh, President Joe Biden after a report revealed that American oil he ordered to be released from the Strategic Oil Reserve is being shipped to China, blunting the effort the Reese was supposed to have on lowering gas prices in the United States. I'm not kidding. 
Actually, the Reuters reported on this. According to a recent Reuters report, the more than 5 million barrels of oil, part of a historic release from the reserve, was exported to China and several other foreign countries last month, blunting the impact of the U.S. gas prices, which has reached record highs during this time. Not only has the release of the oil not had the intended effect on U.S. gas prices, but it's draining American urgent America's emergency reserve, which last month fell to its lowest level since 1986, according to Reuters. About 1 million barrels a day are being released through October, according to the report. Apparently, it's about a million dollars, a million barrels per day uh, for six months or about 180 days. 180 million barrels of oil. By the way, the reserve was set up at about 25 or 30 dollars a barrel, and now it's being released at a much higher price. If reports are accurate, it is outrageous that Biden is sending millions of barrels of oil to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to countries like China, that according to Representative Vern Buchanan of Florida. The American people deserve to know why they are paying $5 a gallon for gas while our emergency reserves are sent overseas, he added. In addition to China, uh, SPR oil was, uh, went to Italy, which sends its oil to refineries in Central Europe, Europe, the Netherlands, and India. Crude and fuel prices would likely be higher if the releases hadn't happened, but at the same time, it isn't really having the effect that was assumed, Matt Smith uh, of a uh, lead oil analyst said. Meanwhile... President Joe Biden has tried to redirect blame to oil companies and gas stations owners who, uh, for not lowering gas prices. Ouch. <laughs> this, a rebuke came from uh, CEO Joe, uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon. Ouch, inflation is far too important to a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight ahead misdirection or deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics, he tweeted. I, I, quite, quite frankly, this is uh, just unimaginable that we'd be shipping oil to one of our enemies to, to China. Can you believe that? that? To me, that's an impeachable offense. That's treason, in my opinion. Well, the Department of Justice filed a lawsuit against Arizona in an attempt to block a law requiring voters to show proof of citizenship before casting their ballots in federal elections. The DOJ argues the requirement is a textbook violation of the National Voter Registration Act, according to The Hill. Can you believe this? This is unbelievable. The Department of Justice filing a lawsuit. And the, all, all polls show that everybody agrees that we should have, uh, you should have to be proved that you're a citizen before you vote. Arizona Republican Attorney General Mark Burnovich responded to the lawsuit. It's another round of Brnovich versus Biden as his DOJ continues to attempt to undermine our election integrity laws. I will see you in court again, said Brnovich. Brnovich, who's running for the state's GOP U.S. Senate primary, has promised before his office will do any, everything in our power to push back against the lawlessness of the Biden administration. The Biden administration claims that Arizona's voter law integrity measure is regressive. For nearly three decades, the National Voter Registration Act has helped to move states in the right direction by eliminating unnecessary requirements that have historically made it harder for eligible voters to access the registration rules. All well, things like reaching in your pocket, getting out of your wallet, and showing your driver's license. Unbelievable. Arizona has passed a law that uh, turns the clock back on progress by imposing unlawful, unnecessary requirements that would block eligible voters from registration rolls for certain federal elections. And worse than that, it would keep us from cheating, <laughs> which, which the Democrats, of course, uh, are want to do. 
Arizona Republican Andy Biggs expressed his shock over the lawsuit. DOJ doesn't think you should prove you're an American to vote in an American election. DOJ is suing Arizona over proof of citizenship requirements, he said. That's just unbelievable. Joe Biden on Wednesday traveled to Cleveland, Ohio, to address deliver remarks on his American rescue plan at Max Hayes High School. Now, a bunch of high school students. He attacked Trump, blaming Vladimir Putin for high gas prices and soaring food costs, while simultaneously claiming that the Republicans are blocking his efforts to lower prices. We all remember when the economy was like when I was elected, a country in a pandemic with no real plans of how to get out of it. My goodness, these lies. Millions of people out of their jobs. The previous administration lost more jobs on his watch than any administration since Hubert, Herbert Hoover, Biden said during the Trump, said attacking Trump with lies. We made incredible progress on the economy from where we were a year and a half ago. We've got a long way to go because of inflation, because of the, I call them the Putin tax increase, the Putin because gasoline. I'm fighting like hell to lower costs on things, he said. Republicans do nothing but obstruct our efforts to lower your gas taxes, lower your food prices, lower your health care costs, lower your prescription drug costs, he said. This is just uh, brazen even for a serial liar and lifelong grifter like Joe Biden. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Pastor Rick Stevens, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. 
everyone. Every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Pastor Rick Stevens. He is a co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Pastor Rick, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, good morning, Bob. It's a great morning in southwest Florida. It certainly is, Pastor Rick. Tell us about the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, the Florida Citizens Alliance has been working tirelessly over the last several years to try to influence K-12 through education policy in Florida, and really, on the ground for our kids, make education better for them. We always want to find improvements. We always want to bring solutions to the table to enact those improvements, and we want to be a voice for the parents and the grandparents, really all the people of Florida that want to help children have a good education. GoFLCA.com is the website. I must, uh, I am just uh, think, I'm so impressed by the work that you've done in 10 years that you've been in existence, have tremendous influence with the uh, Commission of Education, with the governor's office, with the legislature, and have gotten the proof of the puddings in the tasting, just got great things done, including getting rid of Common Core and just a number of other things as well. So well done, Pastor Rick. Well, thank you, Bob. It's kind of surprising when we look back. It seems like we've been doing it longer than 10 years on some days, and then other days we're just amazed at the things we've been able to help bring about for kids and to, to improve their education in Florida. That, that's the main thing. How do we get the kids a better education? Absolutely. So, you know, here we have the snowbirds, for the most part, now leaving the Paradise Coast and off, to, and off out of Florida. But, you know, it's really a shame because we have these elections that are coming up that have such influence in the outcome of school boards and uh, therefore what happens on public education. I wonder if you have any thoughts around that. Well, you're right, Bob. The elections really are important. And, and I'm a little disheartened sometimes when people seem to kind of throw up their hands and say, what can I do? Uh, there, there's nothing I can do. And, and one of the things that's really so critical is what you just said, voting in these elections. And all of our residents, whether they're part year or, or all year round, that are voting in Florida need to take seriously those responsibilities. And the date for registration for a voting in the August 23rd primary is coming up. It's July 25th. And people should make sure they're registered to vote because if you don't get registered, you can't participate. And we need everybody to register and everybody to vote. It's very important. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the recent law changes have now require everybody. Some people can just take for granted the fact that they're registered because they voted in previous elections. Not necessarily the case, is it? Well, you can check your voter registration status online on your county's supervisor of, ele- of elections website. It's not a complicated process, but I would encourage people to do that. The, the advantage is you can do that from the comfort of your home. 
by just going to their website. Right. The uh, disadvantage is if you don't get it done, then you might be disappointed. Uh, absolutely true. So, uh, Pastor Rick, uh, so what are, what are the critical dates? I guess July 25th is the uh, registration date. Then we have the election, at least the primaries, which in many cases determine the outcome of the, of the election in August. So many cases. That's exactly right. And, and again, that's another thing that we really have to keep reminding ourselves, that the primary matters. I remember hearing for years and years, people would say, well, the primary is just the primary. I'll wait till it really matters in the general election. And yes, the general election matters, of course. But the primary is often the time when the decision is made. And even if it's not final in the primary, your vote matters more in the primary because so few people participate relative to the general election. Right. So never take the primary for granted. Really, it matters so much. Pastor Rick, I know that the Florida Citizens Alliance is a nonpartisan organization. You don't back uh, candidates or anything of that nature. However, I think you might have some insight into uh, what types of qualifications, who, who might be a good candidate for school board. Do you, do you have any comments or thoughts about that? Well, we do help educate people, and, and you're correct. We don't tell people who to vote for. In fact, one of the things that we like to say is we trust the voters, and we want the, trust, the voters to be well-informed so they can make trustworthy decisions. And to help that, we do work on a voter guide with Christian Family Coalition. We don't tell you who to vote for. We just identify highly qualified candidates. And we encourage people to look at that voter guide. It'll be coming out in Collier County this weekend. Hmm. If all goes well with the printing and everything. Uh, so that can be a big help for sure. Now, how do we access a copy of that? Well, it'll be, it'll be available in print at a number of churches. They've requested that. And we'll also be posting it. And people can look for that on the uh, goflca.com website or the flcaction.com website. We have two websites. We have to keep some of this stuff separate because we are a nonprofit organization. But, yeah, it'll be out there, and we'll have notices in our social media and other ways to, for people to find it. Yeah. yeah my, my opinion about this is that, uh, for the most part, at least in Collier County, it's good to vote for somebody other than the incumbent <laughs> who's running for office. <laughs> Well, that's right. I had an acquaintance several years ago. That's where I first heard that idea. And uh, when I first heard it, I thought, what? I thought we should vote for the best person. And then he explained. He said, if you're really in doubt, then you want to vote for somebody other than the incumbent because you want the incumbent to get the paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's, there's some wisdom in that. Of course, if you drill down a little deeper, then there are occasionally some incumbents that we want to keep in office. There are more often, though, incumbents we don't want to keep in office because we've seen how they're going to conduct themselves, and we may not agree with that. So I think people need to look very carefully at those. And, yes, I agree with you. If in doubt, vote them out, they used to say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, of course, if, if you're concerned about the uh, status quo, if you want to get rid of the status quo, it's probably good to get some fresh ideas in there, especially right now. And, and some of our elections, quite frankly, have been, have been influenced by outside money, in other words, people financing elections in order to get the right people in, and by the right people, I mean people that are not conservatives. Well, right. They have their agenda, and we need to pay attention to that, and we need to look at the, at the character and the competence of the, of the people that are running for office. Uh, sometimes I like to say we look for the practice of wisdom, because not every issue that comes up in a campaign will be the only issues they'll have to decide on. Surprises happen all the time. And so we need people who practice wisdom, because when those new issues come up, we need to be able to trust them to make good decisions. Yeah. And if they have wisdom and if they demonstrate that, 
that's a good clue that we can trust them going forward. A good example of that would be Governor Ron DeSantis in his position as governor, absolutely. Again, Pastor Rick Stevens, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance, visit the very robust website, goflca.com. Check out the voter guide that's going to be posted here in the next couple of days, goflca.com. And by the way, make a contribution too. This work costs money. Pastor Rick, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, Bob. Always a pleasure. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, Seton Motley, the president and founder of Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples' only vitality and longevity practice where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a -a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. What a terrific organization. I proudly serve on the board, and I hope you'll check out the website. Among other things, we provide policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. have programs working in over 30 states here in the United States and have some influence in uh, Washington, D.C. as well. Uh, The website is thefga.com. TheFGA.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with a former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Representative James Comer, Republican from Kentucky, the ranking member of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform, said the Treasury Department has been restricting access to suspicious activity reports on Hunter Biden. Hmm. 
In a Wednesday letter to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, Comer voiced his concerns about the restricted access to Hunter Biden-related reports and then pledged to find out whether the Treasury Department was doing this as a means of protecting President Joe Biden and his son. Comer reasons that despite Treasury's assertion in the press, Treasury is refusing to release SARs connected with Hunter Biden or his family and associates, including the President of the United States. The congressman shared a similar message via social media Wednesday, tweeting the U.S. banks flagged over 150, let me repeat that, 150 shady international business transactions made by Hunter Biden. It's become clear that the Biden administration is now hiding these suspicious activity reports from uh, GOP oversight. In May, the Treasury Department claimed it provides SARs, or shady suspicious activity reports to Congress in a manner that enables robust oversight and that is consistent with how other sensitive law enforcement information is produced and that has made SARs available for every request we receive regardless of the party and will continue to do so. That from the Treasury Department in May. Well, that prompted Comer to push back with the following response via his letter. This is not true, he said. During a phone call on June the 13th, Treasury officials informed committee Republican staff they will not provide SARs to committee Republicans unless Democrats join the request. Hmm. Comer added, Treasury's actions call for an investigation and raise new questions about the degree to which Biden administration is using the federal government to provide cover for the Biden family and its associates. The American people deserve to know whether the president connections and his son's business deals occurred at the expense of the United States interests and whether they represent a national security threat. Now, you may remember he uh, Hunter Biden flew on his with his dad, the Air Force Two, to uh, China, came back with a one point six billion dollar contract to manage money. I mean, there's a lot of suspicious activity here and certainly those suspicious uh, uh reports about uh, finances and uh, are should be uh, shared with the American public. Their Kentucky Republican requested Yellen hand over all SARs generated in connection with Hunter Biden, with his uncle James Biden, uh, with Hunter Biden's various business partners such as Eric Schwerin and Devin Archer, and with his businesses including Rosemont Seneca. Comer also asked Treasury to provide all documents and communications between the Treasury Department and the White House regarding Hunter and James Biden and their businesses associates, along with other fine sin records tied to any banks related to Hunter and James Biden and others. Preserve all email, electronic documents, and data from January 20, 2021. That's the president's inauguration to present related to Hunter Biden and other Biden associates and family members financial transactions flagged by the U.S. banks, Comer instructed Yellen. Well, according to the uh, Wednesday report from the Washington Examiner, a Treasury official said, Treasury provides SARs to Congress in a manner that enables robust oversight and that is consistent with how other sensitive law enforcement information is produced. It is not a political process. Since the beginning of this administration, the Treasury has made SARs available in response to authorize committee requests and continues to engage in the process with any individual members seeking uh, information. Well, that's a word salad that uh, basically doesn't explain why they haven't produced the reports that have been requested. But it came on the heels, this response, of an examiner investigation into Hunter Biden, which revealed that though a series of, through a series of uh, text messages with a woman named Eva, the go-between who served as his primary contact for Uber, G-E-F-E, 
He disclosed that his accounts were temporarily frozen once because he attempted payments to her girls with Russian email accounts who were much too much of a red flag for his bank. Hunter Biden reported spent $30,000 on Russian escorts linked to Evan and Uber GFE between November, 20, November 26, 18 and March 10th, 2019. During that time frame, Evan directed Hunter Biden to bank accounts linked to Russian email addresses at least 11 times. Sounds suspicious to you? It does to me. A 2020 uh, Senate report by Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson uh, said Hunter Biden paid non-resident women who were nationals of Russia and other Eastern European countries, and records note that some of these transactions are linked to what appears to be an Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring. The Grassley-Johnson report also stated that Hunter Biden sent thousands of dollars to people either involved in transactions consistent with possible human trafficking or potential association with prostitution. The uh, examiner reported that some women subsequently wired funds they have received from Hunter Biden to individuals located in Russia and Ukraine. The sheer number of flag transactions actions in this case is highly unusual and may, may be indicative of serious criminal activity or a national security threat, Comer said, uh, and told Secretary uh, Yellen as well. I mean, we're talking to have one of these SARs come up it would be a concern, but I have 150 of them come up. That's really concerning. Uh, you know, and here we have the British who, for example, will uh, get rid of Prime Minister Boris Johnson because of misleading information. And uh, we have this kind of activity going on that's being covered up by Secretary, Treasury Secretary Yellen. Just uh, is unacceptable. And speaking of Boris Johnson, uh, Prime Minister Johnson uh, appears to be headed for an end to his premiership on Wednesday after five ministers resigned in one fell swoop, adding to dozens of lawmakers, including his chancellor and health secretary, to step away as his ministers and former allies urged him to resign before he is forced out. The latest scandal engulfing Johnson's office is the handling uh, of uh, the resignation of former Deputy Chief Whip Chris Pincher after he was accused last week of groping two men. Johnson has vowed to continue fighting for his office, but members of Parliament, one after another, are urging him to step down for the good of the country while slamming him for dishonesty and accusing him of ending, eroding public uh, standards. So uh, Johnson says, hey, I want to wait until uh, the fall, but uh, I don't think the party's going to go for that. It's pretty, pretty clear that Johnson's uh, reign as prime minister in uh, the UK is, is over. We'll see. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Dr. George Markovich, orthopedic surgeon. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. 
Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. It's a new refreshing social networking platform. And you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Bill Barnett, former mayor of Naples. Right now we have with us Dr. George Markovich. He's an orthopedic surgeon. He replaced both of my knees in 2006, for which I'm everlastingly grateful, and unbelievably uh, replaced my hip on outpatient <laughs> uh, surgery on the 9th of June, which I'm grateful for as well. Dr. Markovich, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Bob. Good morning. Good morning to you. Now, you uh, are just returning from uh, a wonderful trip to Europe. I am. I just got back uh, 36 hours ago, you know, two weeks in uh, across the pond in the UK, where a lot of things are going on today, obviously, and also uh, France and Normandy and Brittany, where uh, I toured D-Day sites and, and went through that area as well. It was a very powerful, wonderful trip. Um, I have a lot of thoughts regarding uh, what's going on in Europe and what's going on in our country, and as we, you know, uh, Marshall on. Well, let's let's uh, start off with your thoughts on that. Uh, uh, what kind of an impact did the trip have on you, and what what were your conclusions? So I've wanted to go uh, to Normandy all my adult life. Uh, somebody who's incredibly important to me uh, served uh, as a paratrooper and was in the 82nd Airborne 507th Division. Uh, that uh, jumped out of a plane on D-Day and fought there for about three weeks Wow! Uh, through harrowing circumstances. After that, the GI Bill got him to Harvard Medical School, where he became a very prominent surgeon and influenced my uh, career planning as well, um, both as a friend and as uh, a, a trusted advisor. Uh, I basically retraced his steps um, through... Uh, a biking tour. I, I love to go out and, and bike and see the countryside in a, a slower way. 
So that group went through the beaches uh, where D-Day occurred, <clears throat> went through the hedgerows where the fighting occurred, where uh, my friend, uh, uh, as a 24-year-old, uh, fought uh, the Axis powers and, and the German occupation in France and saved the world. Um, and so leadership matters, planning matters, uh, character matters. We're seeing that played out today, both negatively and positively. Uh, no question about it. You know, the G7 got together, and I was just looking at the people there, and I was saying, where are the Margaret Thatchers? I mean, where are the Ronald Reagans? Where are the, the great leaders? of the, this bunch of, they're, they're a bunch of woke, uh, in my opinion, not leaders, put it that way. The Winston Churchills. You know, the, yeah. the, the people of character that never, never, never give up, that have, the, you know, their nation's interests uh, top of mind at all times. Uh, but, but I will tell you this, the English people are wonderful. Uh, they are friendly, they are outspoken, uh, and uh, whatever moves uh, that happen, uh, hopefully it works out favorably. And we have a special relationship, which I hope continues with our country. Uh, they respect uh, the good in the United States. Uh, there's a lot of things that aren't so clear as to whether they're good or not. Uh, when you uh, go to a gas station and pay what you pay now, and you have the president saying that it's somebody else's fault and has nothing to do with him, and, and I mean, how could that be, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's, it's very interesting, but, you know, again, uh, I'm not a political animal. I, I keep my blinders on. I do what I think is best for my patients and my friends and family. And, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that matters to me is doing uh, the best work that can be done uh, to help people. Yeah. And uh, what was interesting also, I read a book while I was there, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, uh, latest book on on the bombers mafia during World War II. And, and again, the execution, the planning, uh, you know, some controversial decisions that were made. Uh, but all in all, um, it, it, it's just uh, amazing that goodness can prevail in life. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Before, I, I want to talk to you about the the uh, the surgery itself, but before we do, uh, I, I'm sure our listeners would be interested about travel delays and things. Right now, here in the United States, at least, we have so many delays, thousands of planes that are not completing their destination and so forth. How did it go for you? So, so personally, we had a delay going back, and when we, we arrived, uh, in the UK and in, in London, uh, the rail s strikes were going on. Mm. <clears throat> they had closed uh, mid, uh, during the week uh, and opened on the weekend uh, because they had some, some issues and were dealing with negotiations with the government. Uh, the delay coming back was due to staffing issues, mm -hmm. uh, and it was several hours, uh, but I traveled midweek, and I planned meticulously as to the connections and the things that I had to do and I had a lot of, you know, good help around me uh, because we did have a significant problem in getting to France from the U.K. Uh, it's more difficult now because of Brexit and some other things. So it's just a question of planning and being patient, like many things uh, in life. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I uh, sort of uh, uh, consider myself a very good problem solver. And I was not uh, led astray with uh, endless frustration. I, I just planned and, and 
uh, compensated for things, uh, and and it worked out great. I, I don't like to get frustrated. I just like to solve problems. Yeah, well, good for you. That sounds like it was a fantastic trip, and uh, congratulations to you. And by, by, by the way, staying above the fray when it comes to the frustrations that uh, that come with travel, because it, it it really affects a lot of people. Now, I want to just ask you. This is to me. This is just amazing. I went uh, to the surgery center on uh, six fifteen in the morning. On the 9th of uh, June, uh, I went on the to the uh, room to be get operated on on 7:30 in the morning. I woke up and said, "When are we going to get do the operation?" <laughs> and the anesthesiologist said, "It's done." <laughs> and I was on the road to get home at 11 o'clock in the morning. To me, this is just astounding. I, I would have imagined you'd be in the hospital for several days after hip This was, a, by the way, a full hip uh, replacement as well. So any comments and thoughts on that? Well, listen, I, when I started doing this 30 years ago, patients stayed in the hospital for two weeks. Wow. And, uh, you know, as, as the anesthesia techniques got better, as our surgical techniques got better, as the implants uh, worked out some, you know, uh, uh, anatomic differences and uh, design uh, changes, things got better and better and better. And, and, and so uh, that's how it is for hip and knee replacements and shoulder replacements, uh, by and large today. Um, it's, uh, it's a combination of constant refinement and uh, sticking to things that work. Uh, so, you know, it's just uh, really gratifying to me uh, in, in somebody who's healthy and active, such as yourself, uh, who doesn't have a lot of, you know, medical issues. There, there were some issues with, in terms of anatomy uh, and, you know, for instance, uh, people with back surgery in the past, their anatomy changes a little bit yeah. uh, in terms of their uh, spine and pelvic uh, association. So you have to uh, keep that into account and, and accommodate that. Uh, but, but that's how it is. With, with good technique and good anesthesia, uh, you can get somebody better, much quicker than you have in the past. I must say, I'm just so grateful to you. Uh, of course, I have tons of confidence with you. I've known you for years and just uh, very grateful for uh, what you've done for me. And, uh, you know, I, I was going, going on with, I didn't realize the problems I was having with my hip. I thought it was all, all associated with my back surgery. Well, it, it wasn't. It turns out that uh, my hip, uh, to use somebody's language, I think it was uh, one of your sisters said, your hip is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're not alone. It, it, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. And, and you know, same, same with knees. There's a lot of people walking around with pain and deformity and, and limits. And, you know, as I was walking on Utah Beach and Omaha Beach, I, I, I was thinking about the, the, the Army guys that were there 12 hours over rough oceans and wind in order to hit the beaches in order to start the fight that lasted several weeks. And, 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 you know, some things, uh, were as planned and a lot of things weren't. Yeah. Um, but those kind of sacrifices, uh, you know, I don't want my patients to suffer. I believe my motto has been no pain, no pain, you know, and, and if you have limits, uh, tell me what they are. Let's try to figure out why and what we can do to overcome them. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful uh, existence to, to be able to give in that way. Well, I must say, if uh, your mantra has always been uh, 
don't live pain free. Get rid of the pain. Avoid pain. And uh, so I would just encourage our listeners if you have uh, sore joints or you're having problems at all, Dr. Markovich is a great resource and a trusted advisor for me. So I would encourage you. The phone number is 482 5399. That's the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. Ask for Dr. Markovich. 482 5399 is the phone number. Doctor, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Bob. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us the former mayor of Naples and good friend Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us here on on the show. Hey, Bob, it's my pleasure. And, um, uh, speaking of your uh, recovery from your hip surgery that I understand went great, how's it how's it going? Well, it's going well. And I, one, one of the things that I need to learn is that when uh, your physical therapist says, this is what you should do in the next week, he's not saying the minimum, he's saying the maximum. <laughs> how's that working well what happened is i got in the pool and i started uh, doing things i probably shouldn't have been doing kicking too much and all this that and the other thing so i think i pulled a muscle but uh, aside from that aside from that little setback everything is going great 
Good. That's that's terrific. That's good to know. And you'll probably, by the time the weather breaks and gets nice, you'll be probably ready to swing a golf club. Well, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, by the middle of uh, August, I'll be taking full wow. swings out there. That would be my hope. That's terrific. I'll tell you what. It's amazing what they. It's just absolutely amazing what they can do today. Oh, it is. You know, I was speaking with orthopedic surgery uh, uh, surgeon uh, George Markovich, Doctor George Markovich. And, you know, I arrived in the morning at 6.15 at the surgery center, and they released me at 11 o'clock in the morning, and I had my full <laughs> hip replaced. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, that, that that really and truly is, because I can remember, as you can, you know, you go back 5, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years unheard of. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I... the te technology is, is great in a lot of ways. But, uh, yeah, so I had heard and i keep i look in the in the naples daily that um that that over the last couple of months that the uh, naples city council well some of them had a little private uh meeting with a uh uh one of the people running for county commission um and the city attorney was in on it but not all the council members were and i know that somebody is looking into this and uh hopefully um i'll have more to say to you uh next week because i'm 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 kind of uh waiting for this to break huh uh, now, isn't that isn't that a violation of the sunshine law yeah, sure is it absolutely is but they've managed to keep it under the uh under the radar so uh and, and it's as i say it's one of the commission candidates uh, so I don't, I don't want to say too much right now, but, um, uh, I certainly will hope to have a report for you one way or the other next week. Definitely. That is so and, interesting. Uh, other than that, you know, they're all on, uh, they're all on break. So it's pretty quiet there. And hopefully the city manager is getting a chance to, uh, to get caught up, uh, with his staff and, um, and get some vacations out of the way and everything else and come back uh, all gung-ho and ready to go. Well, he survived, I guess, probably close to a month of uh, having yeah. having council in town. And, and it, now he's now they've pretty much dissipated. They've gone away, what, until September probably? Oh, no, no, no. They're back in August. They're back, uh, I think, the 15th or 16th of August. Yeah. So... Uh, but it gives him and the employees a chance to get caught up on projects and things that were um, left out there that hopefully they can get to. Absolutely. So, and, um, uh, you know, other than that, as I say, the traffic is certainly no problem. Uh, restaurants are glad to see you. Uh, my question, Bob, I wonder real quickly, um, you think all the restaurants will make it this year? That is a great question. Um uh, and I have to admit, I haven't been frequenting restaurants because of my uh, my situation right. going through the healing right. process. But uh, it looks to me every time I we love to go to Blue Provence, and that. uh, that's always looking busy when I go in there. I, I you know I don't know how other restaurants are doing. What what's your take on that? Well, you know, I um, you, you just you hear a lot of things about well, we're not going to get as many visitors this year, and you know because of uh, now there's a new. Uh, uh, a new bout of uh, Omicron or whatever they, they want to call it. It's a new new uh, species of it. And yeah. people are asking up again. And, um, uh, you know, it's going to be I think it's really going to depend on uh, on our our uh, tourists and whether we get foreign visitors or not because of everything else. I don't know. But I, I hope they do. I know a lot of them uh, 
have uh, closed for short vacations a um, couple of weeks at a time, give their staff a chance. And I think they're doing them all at the same time so that it's not it's not broken up. You know what I mean? I do. I must say, though, uh, you're just reminding me that uh, Dr. Joseph Lopato is our Surgeon General here in the state of Florida. And he right. is just a breath of fresh air compared to a, the CDC and these other agencies that are mask up, get shots, do this, do that. I mean, and most of this, most of the information they've given us has not been uh, helpful. I mean, it, a lot of people have gotten very sick. A lot of kids have uh, not been learning. They've had uh, stunted growth in terms of their uh, their intellectual prowess and so forth. Right. I think our, our governor and our uh, uh, Joseph, Dr. Joseph Lopato, they've done a great job in giving us guidance on how to live our lives down here in Florida. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I do know, you know, for a fact that there, you know, the 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 outbreak is there. I mean, there are different people that are getting it and everything else, but they're still saying, look, five days and then you have to stay put until you test, um, you know, negative. And that makes sense. Um but um, well, you know, yeah. you know, uh, doctor, I read uh, a lot of health columns, and uh, what's his name, Doctor Mer, or something. Anyhow, well, it doesn't make any difference. I think that the advice is this: look, if you want a good uh, uh, prophylactic for the coronavirus, get outside for half an hour, get in the sunshine, take some vitamin D. You know, do the, some very common sense things that can really reduce uh, your likelihood of getting the uh, getting uh, COVID substantially and uh, there's some other things to do as well well yeah and you know you got the flu involved there so you don't know what you know you really don't know what it is well do you have the flu do you have the you have the virus do you have whatever it is but uh whatever it is like you said try and get a little sunshine and get some exercise and by the way to finish it off today because i know you're going to boot me off as usual (laughs) but in the paper florida gas down by 10 cents bob you can now go out and buy something you've wanted to buy well that just maybe i'll go out and get myself a crab cake or something (laughs) with all all those savings (laughs) (laughs) former mayor of naples bill barnett bill i always appreciate your commentary here on the show thank you so much for joining us Likewise, have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. You as well. Thank you, Bill. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly did. Uh, we've got great guests for tomorrow, including Scott Bear, who is the CEO of the uh, Community Pregnancy Clinics, is going to be joining us. I haven't had him on the show before and looking forward to that discussion, especially post Roe v. Wade, uh, the decision made by the Supreme Court. We'll also visit with William Yateman, research fellow at the Cato Institute. Larry Bell is an endowed professor at the University of Houston, a space architect and author of many books. He's got his latest one, is Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. And we'll also uh, visit with Michael Cannon, the director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute. I always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com bobharden at hotmail.com and do visit our advertisers and tell your friends about the show if you enjoy it uh that's one of the just really want to express my gratitude for the people who support the show and that's our advertisers as well as you our listeners i hope you make it a great day on the paradise coast or wherever you are namaste Listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.